Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Welcome back to another edition of Trendy presented by Omaha, the show where we like to compete while exploring the best ways to wager for casual cappers. And we are fresh off of the Tournament of Champions, and I could not resist. I could not resist the chance to bring one of the champions back just to reflect in the glory of last week's episodes. If you bailed on us early and you got into Thanksgiving instead of listening to us, we could have paid for your entire meal multiple times over as we had the single most successful episode of this show ever. Eddie Spaghetti, I told you this right before you went on the air, but on Wednesday, on Wednesday, our little ragtag group here at the Extra Points Podcast Network was up 17 units on a single show. What did it feel like? to be part of such a glorious outfit. Really an all-star cast. I mean, uh, you know, the thing that I did is I, I, when I was asked to come on the show and I'm going to do it today and the rest of this week too, is I'm kind of betting like in my wheelhouse. Like I, I took some chances later in the week, but I'm betting stuff that I feel comfortable with. So looking at hockey bets, looking at certain college football bets, looking at NFL player props. And um, I just had a good week. I had a really good week of, uh, you know, kind of being on the money with that. If you follow the trends, the show name is trendy stuff does kind of, map out you kind of see it better and i i think i just had a a better week than most weeks and uh you know again it's it, it was an honor to be with those guys too we're obviously dave's pick's been great this year and and martin bets like crazy so for us to be that far ahead uh was pretty darn good all right eddie well i won't take offense that you just gave Sheck and martin some love and not the winner of the tournament of champions well of the course winner one toby mugler comes out on top getting revenge off of everybody who vanquished me previously i finished at 19.4 units against 11 wrist uh Sheck was at 18.1 eddie was at 18 martin was at 9.2 but what a tremendous week that was really fun to compete and now we get to do it all again you're right i did bring you on uh, this week because we are right in that spaghetti wheelhouse. We want to talk a little bit about hockey, and we also have the most important week of college football we have up until the playoffs begin. So this is the right week to bring you back on, not just so I could brag about beating you to your face. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into hockey a little bit, Eddie. Uh, I, I told you right before the show I wanted to talk hockey features because you came on uh, when the puck dropped in October. We did a season preview, and it feels right about, you know, what, about six weeks later to check in. How are you feeling about the original picks that you gave out at the beginning of the year? And if you wanted to revise any of them, what is the single best future you think there is to bet in the NHL right now? The single best future, um, probably the I think it's going to be an Eastern Conference winner um, to win the cup. It's minus 120. Um, I think that's by far a home run. Actually, the best bet in, in all of hockey is you could actually pick which country wins the Stanley Cup, but the odds are so bad. It's like minus, like, I don't even know, something crazy for the uh, USA to win, which will for sure happen. I don't see a Canadian team winning, but I like the Eastern Conference to win uh, minus 120. Like I said, you have my Rangers who are now leading the NHL in points after their fantastic win over the Boston Bruins, but the Boston Bruins still a great team. Uh, obviously won you know, record breaking season last year, president's cup trophy, all that jazz, but then you still have teams like the, 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 the hurricanes and the Red Wings have been surprisingly really good. And I'm sure if the devils get healthy, they'll be back in the mix. 
Uh, if you still kind of believe in the Pittsburgh Quint Penguins. So there are some other teams that if they get in there um, could create some noise. The Panthers aren't going anywhere. The Lightning still in that back end of that uh, dynasty. And then the Maple Leafs are everyone's favorite pick to get uh, to the cup. So when you look at all those teams versus what's coming out in the West, I think the real big hit for the West, Toby, is the is the, uh, Connor McDavid's injury. The Edmonton Oilers not playing very well. That was the one team that everyone felt really good about in the West. But you still have the surprise in the Canucks. The Golden Knights have been good. The Kings have been good. I like the Stars a, a lot. And obviously the Avalanche are a couple, winners, couple years back. So they have some teams. But I think the overall balance of power with the the fall of the Edmonton Oilers kind of shifted to the Eastern Conference. And plus, again, the Rangers leading the league in points right now definitely helps the East. So there's been a light, like a little bit of a shift uh, since the, the, the season started with the puck drop. I would have said it's minus 500. You were going to give out the Rangers to win the cup as your single best bet. You seem I, as confident as I've ever seen you about the Rangers. I, I love them. I love how they're playing. Uh, Peter Lovely, that's actual coach, is putting in a great system. They're playing defense. You know, the Rangers were playing a style of hockey the last couple of years with one of the best goaltenders in the world with Igor Shesterkin. And it's like, Hey, we're only going to score goals in the power play. And then we're going to be bad defensively and hope Igor bails us out. They're not playing that way anymore, which is why I trust them. They're very good in uh, the, the, the defensive category uh, categories where they're not lighting a lot of goals per game. Obviously the help of the goaltender is always going to you know be there to have the, the safety net, uh, no pun intended. And then they're scoring uh, at a great clip. The, uh, on five and five two, which is something they weren't doing in years past. So I am very confident, but it's November 27th. Um, the Stanley cup finals is many months away, so I can't get too invested into it. I also hate betting on my teams. Although if you uh, do think that like I, I did pick the Rangers to make the cup, I did feel confident in them, but um, long way to go, not even to the year 2024 yet. So I'm, I'm very happy, but I'm trying to be as patient as possible. Well, I imagine on minus three this week, it's going to be 75 minutes of refs talk because they do not want hockey to come up after the, the rags beat both the Bruins and the Penguins in the last week. Uh, so, Eddie, you were talking a little bit about the cup being a little ways away. You know, I, I've, I've admitted on the show several times that I don't watch a whole lot of hockey. Is the five, six weeks of the regular season that we've seen so far already, is that a strong enough sample size to actually understand where the league is heading this year? Or is hockey like subject to heavy shifts where things that happen at the beginning of the year fade pretty quickly by the time we reach playoff time? That's that's a great question. I think I have seen enough, I think, to kind of figure out some stuff. Like I said, the Eastern Conference winner, I think we've seen enough to like, I, I like the Metro division to to win the Cup as plus 220. Um, Rangers, Canes, Devils, Penguins all playing in the division. They could easily make it. I think I've seen enough to kind of figure out certain teams. The one team I'm not sold on completely, even though they have the top scoring guys in the league and they have one of the best goaltenders in the league right now, um, the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, that was a team that no one really expected to be where they are right now. And um, again, like I, I I think I've seen enough from the Oilers to know that like, it's just not going to work out with McDavid. I think we've seen enough from the bad teams like the blue jackets and the San Jose sharks, which come up time and time again. Like I, I think we know who's really good, who's really bad. And there's maybe one or two wild cards and some teams that will figure it out. Like the devils are not as bad as their record. Obviously they dealt with a lot of injuries. The three best players were injured. The Maple Leafs are not as bad as their record. They will move up in the rankings. So um, I think I've seen enough to figure out who's fake, who's for real. And you will, you know, water will find its level eventually, but I have a pretty good grasp uh, on most things right now. And and nothing changed too dramatically. The biggest shock to me really is the Oilers and McDavid not playing well. 
Yeah. Well, we're certainly on the other end of the spectrum for college football, Eddie, one of your other passions and one of my other blind spots. So heading into the last uh, really important weekend before the playoffs that we're facing coming up, do you think the committee has an easy job this year? Is it pretty straightforward or how do you think it's going to end up? I know you're going to give a lot of picks on Friday, but give us a little preview of which way you're leaning. It's an all time bad like like period for the committee like this should be the year where it's 12 teams like there's just no way around it like there's uh, i mean look at all these matchups like you have a one loss oregon who's coming in as like a humongous favorite versus an undefeated washington and it's purely based on the eye test because everyone goes well washington struggled their last two games oregon looks good bo nicks you know right now probably the favorite for the heisman um although i think it should go to Jaden daniels but it's a different story um so like just seeing examples of that or even the the miraculous win of uh uh, Auburn and I mean uh, Alabama and the Iron Bowl over Auburn like they're going to Saban will campaign his way try to get in there if they put up a fight versus Georgia they'll say that they have a they have a, a chance to be in there instead of a, a one loss Oregon team if they make it so it's like one of these things where if we just had 12 teams in there it's fine it's like cool both Pac-12 teams Washington Oregon you get in Alabama you think you're worthy you get in only one loss uh, Texas you know to, to Oklahoma in the Red River game like they want to get in there's enough teams where we put them in this year People now are upset about Florida State because of uh, the injury to Jordan Travis, and they look pretty sloppy versus Florida. Um, now they have a game, I, I, which I think is a tough matchup versus Louisville. So, like, people don't want them in there, even if they go undefeated because they don't have the star power quarterback anymore. It's just a really strange year, and it would have just been way easier if we were like, hey, eight or 12 teams just come in, co-play, and we don't have to worry about the four because somebody will be left out who is probably deserving. Um, and I think that it'll sting for Washington, who already beat Oregon once. They have a fair case to say, even if they lose in the Pac-12 championship, like, hey, we beat them. Um, why are we not allowed in in this game? It's, a, it's just it's technically a playoff type game these championship games not a regular season matchup so they'll have a, a bone to pick and if florida state loses to louisville same kind of thing like obviously florida state with jordan travis would smoke louisville in my opinion but they don't have that so if they don't if they get they already got pushed to number five because the committee just does not want to see an fsu team in there with a backup quarterback it's just a messy year um yeah. and it's it's going to be a crazy weekend i i think i'm, re- I'm looking forward to it i think ultimately we're going to see a, a georgia michigan probably college football playoff final, um, which is fine. I think they're probably the two best teams, but I, I do feel for the teams that want a shot at it and they're not going to get one. Well, nobody was picking TCU at this time last year. So you never right. know once everybody gets in what can happen. And I wonder if the NCAA is super happy because of what you just said, right? Because I think it's, I, look, I, I'm a little bit more of a purist about this. I didn't think they should go past four teams. I think 12 is kind of ridiculous. I think it waters down the regular season to the point where we're diluting and, or, and uh, eliminating what makes the sport so special in the first place. But if you're going to have an advertisement for expansion, isn't it this year? Isn't it the year that Without you want to have eight to 12 teams? Cause you can't figure out the four. I think in the past, like I think the top three have always been pretty clear and maybe like four and five at a small argument, but to have, you know, nine and 10 teams sticking a claim to that fourth position uh, actually puts them in, in the position where they could say, well, expansion was necessary rather than just the boondoggle that it is. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, I, and I, 
I could even agree with the point, like we don't need 12 because you're right, because teams 9, 10, 11, 12 probably don't deserve to be there. I think eight's a good number for me, um, especially this year. Again, if all things were, if every player was healthy, <clears throat> then you're, and you're looking at, and I know that obviously Ohio State has to lose to Michigan or Michigan has to lose to Ohio State, which knocks one of those two teams, but they're still better than uh, the vast majority of teams in college football. I think right now there's enough, there's eight teams that I, I would like to see in this playoff because I don't think anyone is unbeatable. I don't think Georgia's as good as Georgia's, like, you know, they're not that they're not as good as years past uh, Michigan, clearly just like they need to run the ball. If they can't run the ball, they're not as effective. So I, I think there's plenty of potential upsets. There are a lot of people that make the case that they think Oregon's the best team in the country. Um, I know Jeff Schwartz will be on minus three. He's going to try to make that case. Like I don't necessarily disagree. Like they're, they're pretty good in all phases. And again, they may have the highs and winners. So there's a lot of good teams this year. I would have been fine with eight. It is a crazy year. Um, but you know, the, the cream usually rises to the top, which is why, I think more than likely it's going to be either a Georgia or a Michigan national title winner. Well, the cream does rise to the top, which is why I won the tournament of champions last week. We're going to give Caesar some love and see if we can get that cream to rise again. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Okay, Eddie, we are back. It is time to play Heart, Head, Heater, Cred as you and I go one-on-one yet again. The last time we went one-on-one, you did beat me pretty bad, so I guess I shouldn't get as cocky as I got in that opening. But I do hold the honors right now from the Tournament of Champions, so I'm going to lead us off. And for our heart pick, I am going with Malcolm Brogdon over 25.5 points and assists and the Capitals on the money line at plus 180. And this is a real heart pick because I spent my Thanksgiving making a trip down to Charlottesville to my alma mater, going down to UVA, taking my kids, walking through grounds. And I'm proud to say, Eddie, I pulled a real pro move that you would have been been pumped about. Uh, My kids were walking around grounds early in the morning and started complaining about the cold. So I bailed on the game. I bailed on Virginia versus Virginia Tech. And because they were so freezing, I took them to the bookstore. And then I took them for a pitcher on the lawn. And then I took them to a brewery with live music and the game all over the place in the foothills of the mountains where we met a bunch of our friends and were able to drink our way through a 31 to zero halftime shellacking, which <laughs> meant I saved $500 on tickets and did not have to be there for that to happen. How Are you impressed, Eddie? Can I say you got to be a little impressed by that. Uh, it's a phenomenal move by you more and more like when you hear stories like that it's like that sounds magical what you did and then spending the amount of money and going into a stadium with a crowd and a a bad loss uh i am totally on your side toby that was a pro move thank you and the seat geekification of the world makes it easier right like i didn't have Mm -hmm. to buy tickets in advance because i knew i could always acquire them and then just chose not to at the end so i didn't even lose any money it was i was real proud of myself for that one uh but coming back to it it made me think a lot more about uva and how i can get down on them right now outside of football and malcolm brogdon still remains the shining jewel of our basketball program and he is playing extraordinarily well right now he went for 18 and 12 last night he went for 20 and 8 the night before he's routine putting up double doubles for this trailblazers team as scoot henderson works his way back from injury and adjusting to the nba physicality they are also playing the pacers tonight which are absolute track meets of games they might come up again later in one of my picks so uh somebody who's going for 18 and 12 in a normal game is suddenly going to be going for like 23 and 15 in any game involving the pacers combining that with the capitals another pure uh heart play just because i have to have hockey on when when eddie's on the show And lo and behold, who do the Caps play tonight, Eddie? But they play the San Jose Sharks. Mm -hmm. So when I saw those two things together, that I get to back the hometown team. But more importantly, I get to continue this fade the Sharks action that you have encouraged me to do, that I've done lucratively. I decided to put it all together and get a plus 180 for those heart efforts. I love that. I definitely have something coming up later in the show involving the the Sharks and the Caps game. Um, you know, the Caps are a team I didn't mention, too. Also a Metro team, also having a surprisingly okay season, which a lot of people thought they were going to be pretty bad. So love that bet. Anything anti-Sharks, I'm, I'm in on. Although the Sharks have won a couple games here and there. I think they just did beat the Canucks, which is pretty shocking. But it's it's a bet that if you just place it all season long, you're going to do really well. And again, the the Caps now, I think, have 22 points, only 17 games played. Pretty good, pretty surprising. So big, uh, big fan of that bet here. Um, for my heart, uh, you had something else? 
Well, I was just going to say the for the Capitals is adding into the hard thing. I, I don't remember if I told you this off air or not. Uh, I, I just moved to Arlington, Virginia, as, as you guys all know. And um, my fourth grader comes home from elementary school the second week and was just like, hey, daddy, uh, I found somebody else who works in sports. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And they're like, who's the hockey team here? The Capitals. Oh, well, my friend, uh, her dad's like the coach or something. And so it's like so awesome to hear from like a fourth grader, like who doesn't understand any of this at all, that her her Fred's dad is the head coach of the Capitals. And like they've become really good friends. We went trick-or-treating together, you know, I get to hang out with them. And it's I'm so glad the Capitals are doing well. Uh, because like I don't want to have to explain to my daughter that of all professions and professions in the entire world, her dad has the one where it's most likely that they won't be friends three years from now, four years from now. Like, <laughs> unless you're like Belichick's daughter or like Tomlin's daughter, like the head coach of any sports team has about a four-year shelf life, and they probably ain't going to high school together unless the Caps really run off a dynasty here. You're 100% right, especially in hockey, where it's like the minute they think they're losing the locker room where their message isn't really uh, coming through, it's like, all right, we're done here. Two, three seasons, Max, gone. See you later. But no, he's do, uh, doing a fantastic job uh, getting the most out of a roster that a lot of people didn't expect that. So um, do, doing a lot with a little is, is pretty impressive. So good and, person to, and, to have in the inner circle. Any coach of the year buzz there? Any at all? Any? Come on, they're way they would, they would have to win. They would have to probably win the Metro to even get involved in that. It's um, Right now, it's probably going to be, is it uh, Rick Tockett, I believe, is the coach of the Canucks? They're a bit of surprise. They're up there in the standings. That's probably the leading the way right now. I have not checked the uh, the Jack Adams um, awards uh, uh, odds there yet, but my my heart pick here this is it's it's my heart bet because uh, i'm very invested in this player because of fantasy football so that's why it's a little bit more of heart but i i think the stats do back it up um jordan addison over 44 and a half receiving yards minus 119 he's done it eight times already this season i believe he's under four the last five games um you know obviously no justin jefferson back yet i think this will be a tighter game than most uh think i, I know the bears they've looked better that they, they should have probably won that game versus the lions <laughs> and then josh dobbs now at the quarterback he's going to get more comfortable they're going to need to pass the ball they're going to have to get it to jordan uh to uh, jordan addison who is their best player but like i said it's my <clears throat> hard pick here because i need him to do very well in fantasy to win a matchup but i don't see why he shouldn't i think at the very least in this game even if he has around that four or five catch mark he should still eclipse this 44 and a half receiving yards for him is you no know, not that big and he's become a star player so um i do like the vikings to win this game i do like jordan addison to to make an impact um with josh dobbs as he's getting more comfortable in that minnesota offense yeah, uh, I I love Addison's stats in general as Jefferson gets so much of the attention and Dobbs causes the bookmakers to adjust everybody's numbers down, but Addison can get that in one play. So I like that. If I didn't have so much respect for your hockey knowledge, I would be tailing that one, but I'm saving my uh, pick for a little bit later. Uh, on the head side, I love the interception bets in the NFL, as I've been talking about on the show. That is, you've seen me make several times. Uh, so I've been thinking about ways to do similar things in the NBA where you bet on good players to do bad things and this is my first attempt at it buddy healed is an excellent shooter but isn't known for being the most active defender uh he's come up short on 1.5 steals which is his line tonight on 14 out of 15 games so far this season so it seems impossible entirely possible he does so again tonight even though the trailblazers can be more than a little loose with the rock and then i'm pairing that with Cade cunningham 
to go over 3.5 turnovers. He's given it away at least three times in 15 out of 16 games this year, averaging 4.8 turnovers per game. And tonight he gets the Wizards who play an exceptionally frenetic pace, which leads itself to a sloppy play on both sides, which is why they are top 10 in turnovers created, which is the only thing they are above average at. So I don't have to watch this game tonight, luckily, to make money on it. The bet cashes whether my television turns on or not. And I think this one definitely cashes with healed under uh, 1.5 steals. Cade Cunningham over 3.5 turnovers available at plus 153. Well, my head bet is going to something that I also believe in. I've been talking about a lot on various shows that allow me to speak, but I, I love the rushing totals for quarterbacks lately. Um, even with guys who run up the ball a lot, like uh, Justin Fields in tonight's game or Jalen Hurts, I always just think it's lower than it should have been. And when you look at a guy like Justin Fields, like not even talking stats, He's just in a strange position right now where we all kind of know where the Bears have multiple, you know, first round picks. Obviously, people are already saying, are they going to move on from Justin Fields? But this guy is like playing for his, his career, essentially. And we were just talking about that last game that they played versus the Detroit Lions where he went over for 100 yards, had 18 carries. I think that he knows and the Bears offense knows that if they're going to succeed at all, he has to be doing both things, which is throwing the ball and running the ball. But he's been running the ball more than he's been throwing it as of late. And I think that either it's going to be a scramble or a design run. Um, I really, really like the Justin Fields over 54 and a half rush yards, minus 139. Like I said, over 100 yards on Thanksgiving. Last matchup versus the Vikings, who they are playing tonight, he averaged almost six yards per carry. So I think this is going to be the Justin Fields show. He has to show the Bears the last couple games of the season that he is good enough to stay there. Um, he's only played seven games this year, so we haven't seen a huge sample size of him just yet. But uh, I do think that this game if it stays close it's because of the the legs of justin fields on his arm and look my heater pick is going to be uh, over in that game so i don't see how it gets over if fields isn't active on the ground because he certainly mm-hmm. doesn't get a throw for 300 yards or anything like that so i think right. our viewpoints are aligned on that game mm-hmm. tonight um and that is my pick in the heater category eddie i'm going with the bears vikings over 44 minus 110 and the pattern that i'm playing is a pet theory of mine that i've been using for years which is Shaky quarterbacks, but that are not outright terrible. Look at their overs because books usually drop the point total because no one wants to back the QB, but it creates an opportunity because these quarterbacks, they often take too many risks and they turn the ball over and turning the ball over leads to field possession uh, position. That's almost like an automatic three and often seven for the opposing offense. And it leads to pick sixes and defensive scores that also drive the point total up. So, oh, and they're usually fall behind, so they have to keep throwing, which is just this cycle of risk-taking that leads to better field position and points on both sides. Because as long as there's, there's risk-taking, I like overs in those games. And shaky quarterbacks get to take a lot of risk with rewards for both sides. And I think it's really important to think about the perception of them. So, like, truly horrible quarterbacks. Like, I'm not backing Mac Jones on this bet or, you know – um, God, what the, who's the horrible Jets quarterback right now? I just blinked those Tim Boyle. For a Tim there we go. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not playing Tim Boyle on this. But you, you find that sweet spot with a shaky quarterback and an over that's under 45, that's all day for me. And this game fits. Bears-Vikings over 44. I'll be giving out two more of those later in the week. Yeah, I I, I love that. Um, that's a, It's just a weird time, too, in the NFL where we see – like. I believe it's like six or seven quarterbacks who are day three picks uh, or undrafted playing. We broke the record for most rookies this year. It's been a weird year for the uh, NFL quarterback. And so like, that's why tracking any of those stats, like we're talking about the, the interceptions or the overs on games or the rush yards, it's been fun. And it's been, I think relatively easy, so to speak in a gambling sense, but it also kind of, 
it, like, why am I happy about a, a Bailey Zappi, Tommy DeVito game? It, I don't know. The product is kind of stinky as of late. Uh, it's just been a strange year for the NFL, but I like that. Enough of my blabbering about uh, the weird state of NFL quarterbacks. Definitely not saturation. Um, but my my heater all, all week long, um, there's a lot of games, a lot of tough matchups for one of the worst teams in hockey, the, the probably the worst team in hockey, the San Jose Sharks. Capitals, Bruins. Devils, Rangers, they're playing all these teams from today up until next Sunday before the next round of uh, of trendy next week. I, I don't see the Sharks winning any of those games, even with the injuries to the Devils, um, you know, even with uh, the, the Capitals, maybe, you know, still middle of the pack and not a lot of talent there. They're still better than the San Jose Sharks. I don't care if the Sharks won a couple of games this is late. They're up to four wins, I believe. The Caps on the money lines minus 220. If I want to lay the goal and a half, it's plus 118. You know what? I'm going to lay it. I'll go plus 118, lay the goal and a half. Um, the Capitals game, the the game tonight, will probably be the closest out of those matchups. I think the Bruins will go on a tear. The Rangers have been consistently good. Um, and the the Devils, just they're just too much offensive firepower to, for the, the, the Sharks just to keep up with them. And this is a bad team. They want to stay bad all year long. So easy heater pick, bet against the Sharks, fade the Sharks. They stink. Well, I already have the caps in my portfolio, but otherwise I would join you. And I've been joining you. I One thing that helped me win the Tournament of Champions last week was this blind fading the Sharks without ever watching a single one of their games. So you are making people money. I am an example of that with your anti-Sharks positions. Uh, for my credibility, I'm finally starting to get some units back in this category. We're hopefully reverting to the mean, and I'm not just so horrible at this. I was going to lose it all year. And I want to decide to keep it simple tonight, Eddie, because I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Uh, the Blazers Pacers over is, and I say this, you know, with a little bit of trepidation, but it's only 240. And like Pacers games should not be 240. They're not adjusting these numbers fast enough. They're not even playing close to 240 totals right now. And so at minus 110, I didn't even have to play extra juice. The Pacers have gone over this number in 10 straight games, and they're usually over 250 and 260. So I don't have a whole lot of analysis. I don't have a whole lot to add. I'm blind playing the Pacers over until they show me I shouldn't, or they start putting this in like the 250, 252 range where it would actually no longer have value well my credibility pick i have to go to the nhl here um because that's my bread and butter and i'm going boston bruins minus the goal and a half it's plus 105 versus columbus getting plus money with the bruins to me is it's a no-brainer you have to do it um you know the blue jackets only have two more wins than the sharks this year they're not a good team they are in last place in their division Columbus just played on Sunday. Boston did not. So they have back-to-back games. I don't care if Columbus is home. Boston only has three regulation losses all season long. They have the Vezina winner and Allmark, and they they have a you know a, a high-powered offense. They have a great defense. This team won the President's Trophy last year, broke records. I know they had a back-to-back blowout losses from the Red Wings and the Rangers. That means that they're not going to lose probably for another month. So Bruins all the way in this game, they're going to light up uh, Columbus, who's not a very good team. And while sticking with the hockey, uh, after hearing your bets, I'm, I'm going to I think I'm going to tally on, on that that original bet you had uh, involving the Caps and the Sharks. I like that one. So that that's to me is an easy one there. So a lot of hockey in this episode. But really, again, credibility, Boston, they're going to be angry. They're upset. They lost to two good teams. They're no longer first place overall in the NHL. Columbus, like we may see in a month, Toby, if I'm back on here, that Columbus now is worse than the Sharks somehow. They're almost in that 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 territory right now. Boston is going to spank them in this one. Easy bet. 
I was going to tail it before you told me Columbus was going to be worse than the Sharks, or they're coming off a back-to-back. They're trending towards being the worst team in the league. They're playing a powerhouse, and you are putting two units on it at mm-hmm. a plus number. That is just the definition of a blind tail for me. So I will be loading up <laughs> on that as soon as we hang up. Great. In fact, let, let's go ahead and get to the Second Guest Express right after this break, just so I can go get that bet in. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, Eddie, I got to go first uh, after winning the tournaments of champions for our game of hard head heater cred. So let me go ahead and cede the floor to you. What is your second guess express? Which one were you thinking about that you couldn't quite pull the trigger on? Something just as simple as the Vikings lining the three points tonight versus the uh, the Chicago Bears. Uh, I think on paper, even with the injury to Kirk Cousins and no Justin Jefferson, I still think the Vikings are the better team. Uh, one of the best sack guys in the game and Daniel Hunter and obviously TJ Hawkinson has been a real bright spot for them. We talked about Jordan Addison before the really talented rookie who's going to be a household name uh, in this league for years to come. And uh, I, I just I, I really want to take them giving a three. I don't think it's a ton of points. But I just think that there's like a chance of a backdoor sort of cover or Justin Fields magic scrambling around. It's very hard to game plan versus a quarterback who could really improvise with his feet. Um, and this is a guy that we, like I said before, is playing for his job. He still has the connection with Cole Komet or uh, or more, DJ Moore there. They're, they have weapons. They have enough to keep it close. I think it will be a close game. Um, that's the difference with this Vikings team without a Kirk Cousins and a JJ is you're not going to pull away from teams and score a bunch of points. It's going to be a lot closer. So because I'm afraid of some Justin Fields magic who wants to keep his job in Chicago, um, and if he does eclipse that, you know, that 100-yard mark, which we saw him do last week, I think it's going to be a tough game to try to stop him for Minnesota, despite their defense being really good, especially versus the run, um, will be a close game. Could not pull the trigger on that one. Yeah, as you said, uh, the Vikings do have a good run defense, less so a little bit through the air. And Justin Fields has tunnel vision for one particular player in this league. It's DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. So seeing DJ Moore at over 61 and a half receiving yards, I was actually surprised that was the line. Because like, we, we, how much evidence do we need to see that when Fields is playing and DJ Moore is playing, he's throwing to DJ Moore over and over and over again. Like DJ's, I was just looking at his game log. As soon as Fields come back, he jumps from uh, – the weeks before 55 44 to 58 instantly to 96 we saw him put up that 230 yard game he had 131 yard game 104 yard game like he has so many games that just blow right past 61.5 that Mm -hmm. in fact if i was if i was really digging and i was gonna actually put this into my bets i'd look at the adjusted i'd look at dj Moore 75 uh plus yards you probably get in like the plus 170 plus 180 range at that point and i think with the amount of action that he could see tonight um even if you wanted to play it up to 100 yards or something in like the 200s there's a lot of ways to get good rewards on this connection that fields and him have generated 
Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of, um, you know, people out there who are kind of naysayers because of the the vision like we're talking about with Justin Fields. And it's it's never a bad thing to only target a very talented receiver and more. But I think when we've seen so many clips of him only focus on him, that becomes a detriment, which is why Chicago is probably looking to move on from a quarterback. But for a game on national television, that everyone will be watching when no one really cares about the outcome of this game with the Vikings, who are probably not going to make any noise in the playoffs. The Bears certainly out of it, um, unless you're a Vikings or a Bears fan. Uh, I just hope for points. I just hope for an exciting game so I, I am rooting for this to hit because i think if dj Moore goes over the yards it means they're going to score it's gonna be a tight game a close game I, I would just like a really fun back and forth game uh so we could enjoy something on prime time yeah and see if another favorite covers did you see favorites are 12 and 3 so far this week I, holy I heck yeah yep 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 yeah an unrelated story because i'm the squarest man in america i am also 12 and 3 in the staff pool right now uh so right now i'm pretty well that those first those the Thanksgiving games, even though that you know we saw the Lions lose again, which I I should have had the foresight to pick them. They just never win on Thanksgiving, and also that weird stat about the moon. Whatever phase the moon's in, the Lions always lose. Um, that was a, sh- a shock to me. But I saw these those first four games of this week, the Black Friday game, the three games on Thanksgiving, and I was like, I really thought we we're going to see four straight blowouts. Luckily, Packers won, kind of spiced up a bit. But the next three games we saw Thursday into Friday were just total snooze fest. So that was uh you know it it. I saw this week kind of going that direction of the favorites because I was like, man, these are not going to be fun games. Yeah, well, if I'm ever giving out trends based on moon phases, let just know it's my last show. I'm firing <laughs> myself immediately after that. Uh, so, Eddie, you got a lot more coming up this week. You got waiver wired as we start heading into fantasy playoffs. It sounds like you also got Jeff Schwartz on minus three today. Jeff Schwartz coming on minus three. It makes a ton of sense. Obviously, Jeff played at Oregon. We'll talk about the ending of the Pac-12. We'll talk about this matchup versus Washington. Um, I'm going to guess that Jeff is going to pick Oregon to win. Uh, not a shocker <laughs> there. He'll probably predict his final four. And then, yeah, me and Jen are going to say, um, last week we did quarterbacks and tight ends uh, of guys you could find and help you through this playoff stretch and see who has the, the easier playoff schedule. This week, we're going to be running back and receiver plus answer listener questions. Just find out whoever you need to get on the waiver wire and uh, – all the other uh, the hot topics, maybe the return of Aaron Rodgers soon. So we'll get into a bunch of fun stuff. So it should be a good week of shows. Awesome. Yeah. So we have minus three. You'll have waiver wire. You'll have lemon pepper. And then you'll have us again on Wednesday. And on Wednesday, I'll tell you what to expect in the back half of the week. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Eddie, for tolerating all my bragging uh, that I did at the top of the show. Well and deserved. See if well I can- deserved. See if I can keep that hot streak going, but I mean, you're you're right on the tail of that thing. If uh, Auburn won that Iron Bowl in the way that you described, you'd have cracked 20 units against 11, which was going to be a really incredible I, outcome. I was ready to come on and, and be, you know, super pumped up about it. And that, like, college football is so good, and I enjoyed it so much that even when you, like, lose bets, when you see a game and like that, when you have the Auburn, like, the student body, all those, like, girls crying because of a fourth and 31 play in the back of the end zone, it's like, even Auburn Auburn, a stinky team, like just find a way to be in that game. Uh, Alabama looked pretty uh, average in that one. And Milrow has had a very tumultuous season. That throw, like it, you just, you cannot beat the drama of college football. It is absolutely the best. Yep. So come back on Wednesday for more hot takes. Like I love college football because it makes girls cry from Eddie Spaghetti. <laughs> See you guys on Wednesday. Enjoy the sports until then. Take care, everyone. 